Can you just do a hell belter for me? Just do a belter. Just do it. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. This is everything you want. Don't change. So shit at that. Upsets me. See? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Hey Demi podcast. <laughs> I'm Little me. Richard. Mm. That was so Little Richard. <laughs> Who's Little Richard? You don't know who Little Richard is? Mm. Oh my God. Little is Richard. Is he really little? He is. Mm. He kind of looks like Prince. Mm-hmm. He looks like a, a cross between Prince and the he's now bald but he didn't used to be bald mm-hmm. um host or judge from America's Got Talent you know the bald guy nah oh you know, yeah I do and he's kind of comedic but and he serious. used to be in Tommy's world you remember Tommy's world or Bobby's world Bobby's world oh my god he was Can the dad in Bobby's voices, world please I'm a Bobby oh so cute oh god I love Bobby's world and the mum Oh, shucks, don't you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Bobby's World. The dad from Bobby's World. Anyway. I've been crying so much that that all the writing is blurry. Oh, no. <laughs> even with your vision. even with your amazing 2020 vision. Yeah, it's only 1520. 15-20. How do you know that? Well, I haven't been tested again since, but that was a couple of days after I had that laser surgery. But your eyesight's better than that. It has been better than that. So maybe me. it's like, 30, whoa. 40. 40, 50. Maybe it's 18, 20. This is... is very full boy. Dear me. Hi, dear Moose. Dear me. Hey, Kalana. Welcome. We're Welcome. seeing you around. G'day, Nanny. I miss you. Hey, Michael. I'm sorry to see about your top fan badge, but do you know what? That's not a reflection on you. That is a reflection on us. Why, Adimu? Oh, yeah. It means that we haven't been putting out enough content between Mondays to, Mondays. to keep you top fanded. Let's be honest. It's not been a great week. Hasn't it? Well, no, it has. I've just been really emotional, you know? That's, I feel that's been more of a recent thing. When did it start? Well, it only started when I finished ovulating. Oh, okay. I think I'm just checking to see. G'day, Chris there and was, Samuel. There were some good bits as well. We had, we had a nice time. Oh, no, time. yeah. That's We've the had thing some about, nice times. That's the thing about women's cycles, right? Mm. So as soon as my ovulation comes and that passes, my progesterone levels drop and then that lowers my mood quite dramatically. And then it feels like there is a second drop in the second week of my little phase, which then causes just random tears of happiness and not happiness. Mm-hmm. Like just tears. Be nice to me. I'll cry. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Teary. Cry. Teary now. Crying. Not even thinking about anything. Oh, demo. Yeah. It's oh, so annoying. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like yesterday we went to office works and I was just like getting all teary. And, and I was like, like, oh, no. Can I have a whiteboard? I want a whiteboard. Can I have a whiteboard? I just really need to write on a really big whiteboard. See? Yeah, little Rich- Mum says Little Richard <sighs> is famous for, for having to collapse on stage and then someone puts a coat over him, and he was like the. Why do they put a coat he's the on piano, him? He's the piano. He's the piano guy. I'm pretty sure he was on an episode of Full House, and he's always on the piano. And he's like, no, 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 no. You keep on knocking, but you can't come in. You keep on knocking, but you can't That's come in. That's who these tears are for, then. Yeah. You keep on crying, but you don't know why. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah, I'm crying for them. Mm. Not big stomach's been hurting. Not good stuff. 
Yeah, I'm sorry about our rough weeks for everyone. But why put a coat over him? Is he naked? Is he dead? Not naked. Pretending he's dead. Pretending he's dead. Yeah. Mm. But Michael Jackson used to like collapse on stage. Pretend to collapse. He'd do this bit. In the hopes that children will rush to his aid. <laughs> they sure did. Um, he, had this, he had this bit in his show. I went and saw him in like 95 or something. Mm-hmm. And You um, saw Michael Jackson in 95? Yeah. You saw Michael Jackson perform? Yeah. I've never seen that in my life. He was this big. From where I was, was <laughs> so the best seats in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what? It's so disappointing. I know this is going all over the place. It's so disappointing. Mm. We never do that. Whether whether I'm on the I'm more on the side of I think Michael Jackson was a creep. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether he did or didn't, it's undecided. It doesn't matter. It ruins the whole thing because when because I, I look back at that concert, I forgot I went there mm-hmm. and like. We're in the like the nosebleeds up the back in the stadium. Is that what that section's called? Nose, yeah. I think that's like a baseball term. They have like higher stadiums with like higher rows of seating in the nosebleed section where yeah, you're like right. you the the air's thinner up there. That's why their noses bleed. And that's why their noses bleed. Um, what? I don't know if their noses really bleed. They would. You reckon? No, if you're up too high and the air was thin, you'd just probably suffocate. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Well, Maybe anyway, please when you suffocate. What I was gonna say was, is that my the coolest part about that show <laughs> was at the end of it when he sings, "Heal the world, make mm-hmm. it a better place." Like everyone in the whole stadium, even if you were up the back, because usually if you're up the back at a gig, you're like, oh, "I'm not standing up. I'm not, I'm not standing up. I don't stand up at things." Oh, no, I'd rather sit up the back so I don't have to sit next to all of the excited people down on the ground. I don't want to. Get them I don't to touch like me. excitement, but yeah, even the biggest grumpiest asshole was up. He was like, "For you and for me and the entire human race, there are kids getting gathered up and shoved in the back of my limo. Make it better." Yeah. Anyway, so it's really disappointing. Um, it is really disappointing. Really disappointing. Michael Jackson, people used to be like, I really loved Michael Jackson when I was a kid. And it's like, he really loved you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He loved your <laughs> hey, butthole. Look, yeah. yeah. Has anyone seen that doco? Look, it's interesting. If you don't want to ruin the illusion of who Michael Jackson was when you were a kid, don't watch it. Yeah. You probably don't watch this podcast. Why not? Confirmation bias. Stay yeah, in your own little hole. Yeah, that's true. You might not want to come out. True do woo. Hi, Dimu. Um, so Hi, we went Hi, to Dimu. a wedding. We went to a wedding. We had a nice time, had a nice date. We did. Yeah. We used that time as a date because we didn't have the kids. Yeah. And so we went to one of my longest friends. Yeah. Um, her wedding. Yeah. It was lovely. And at about halfway through, halfway through I realised, oh, Oh, hang on. Because we were just like standing. Because you and I can sit next to each other. Sometimes you and I can go days without really talking. Yeah. You know, but we're just like next to each other. Like by our side. Co-piloting our little family Existence. together. Um, and for a moment there, like we were just like in another place. Mm. Waiting for something to happen kind of thing. Waiting in the reception you know, we're all gathered in the hall waiting for the, the yeah. guests of honour to arrive and we're just sort of standing there. And then something in my head went, ah, oh, hang on. And then I turned to you and I was like, I'm going to talk to you like I don't, like I haven't known you for 11 years. Mm. I'm just going and I'm going to, I bantered with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I flirted with you. Did you? 
a Is little that flirting? bit a little bit yeah you were in spirits yeah but one bit. of the things we found really like we haven't been to a wedding for a while we haven't been I to have. a, well you play at weddings we haven't i haven't been to a wedding mm. i haven't been out and i haven't been out recently in a group of people drinking you're not late brandon you're right on, on time, time. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't yes, been out. Yes, it was, Michael. It was. You haven't been out drinking. We haven't been out drinking and I don't drink anymore. And so weddings can be. Why don't you drink anymore, Nix? I don't drink anymore because it doesn't do good things for my soul. Mm. It actually strips my spirit away. Yeah. I was talking to Tosh about that yesterday. It makes you psychotic. It makes me a shell of a human. Yeah. 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 Some people just shouldn't do it. Anyway. Anyway. At the wedding. Oh, you drove past a wedding at Kuiper. That was probably us. Was it uh, Friday? Yeah, Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I noticed is that, like, it was quite, I don't know whether it was me or other people, but everyone's quite uncomfortable at first. And then it gets about halfway through the night and everyone's got a drink in their hand and people will talk to you. Yeah. It's fascinating, the um, the drinking culture around weddings and stuff, because we didn't drink, so we're drinking water and juice. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, oh, just assume that you drink. So we don't drink. Yes. But when we go out, We'll pretty much talk to anyone. We're yeah. down to talk to anyone. We get stuck. I'm DTF. We get stuck in the like the little seat near the sushi place in the shop that we go to and end up like mm. getting involved in some massive long conversation with some stranger there about her partner and yeah. whatever. Like we'll, moving house. We'll talk to anyone. We we like yeah. We like we like people telling us about mm-hmm. themselves. We like that. And so we're at the wedding. We're obviously not drinking. We're not going to be drinking. Mm-mm. But we're like, we're down to yeah, chat. But nobody really wants to talk to us. It's liquid courage, man. Nobody really wanted to talk to us. Well, I think I think but people they, are shy. Well, that's what I mean. It was like, it was uncomfortable. Like nobody really wanted to talk to us. We would we were happy to talk to people. But there's those things where... You don't like, know how to start the conversation. Well, I've trained the anxiety out of my body now where... When I don't know what to say to that person next, I don't get scared anymore. Yeah. I you just, just sit in it. I just see that as an opportunity mm. to like, well, Guess we're, we're going to have a battle I here. I don't feel weird about this, but I know this is an odd situation and I'm going to wait until you until say something ready. sort of yeah. thing. And so there were a lot of those, but then the liquid courage. The liquid courage comes out and it completely changes the dynamic but because i'm usually one of those doing the liquid courage mm-hmm. i'd never really noticed as much mm-hmm. and so this is the first time i've been out amongst people my own age mm. and younger um i'm probably one of the older friends there mm-hmm. and it was just so fascinating to watch everyone's like sort of sticking to their groups and then all of a sudden they go Psh! Mm-hmm. and the liquid courage comes out mm-hmm. so how do you access that same courage yep Without the alcohol. So I used to actually have a number of clients come through with this exact thing. That's why I used to do it. They were worried about the amount of alcohol they were drinking and they were concerned that every time they were in a social setting, they had to drink alcohol to be able to be comfortable enough, mm-hmm. right? And so when I would break this down with them, it would the same answers would come back yeah. every time. I did this with men and I did this with women. Mm-hmm. Young men, young women. Mm-hmm. Um like, anyway, uh, so I, I, we would explore it and I'd be like, okay, so why? Why when you've got a drink in your hand, why when you've had a few drinks, why is it more comfortable? Why does it go better? Like, what is that? What? Tell me about that. And they're like, well, people say I'm more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like people... 
people like me more when I I drink. Yeah, Mm -hmm. people enjoy me more. And I'm like, what do they enjoy about you? Ultimately, there's more questions between where I'm about to go, but I'm going to move some out of the way. But eventually we get to the point where the reason they like me more is because I'm being myself. And the reason I'm being myself is because I have enough alcohol in me to not worry about what people think about how I'm coming across when I be myself. Yeah, I'm not second guessing myself anymore because my inhibitions have been lowered. Yeah, so are people that drink to to um, to alleviate social anxiety are it creates a problem. Yeah, well, so. The funny thing is, is that a lot of the times when we look at it, they're not drinking so they can become someone else. They're drinking so they can let who they are out. Yeah. And so when I... That's not how how it works in my case, though. That's not for everyone. No, that's not for everyone. I'm just talking like people that feel like if like they that feel like they do socially better. Some people do socially way way worse worse when they drink, (laughs) right? Yeah. But this is I'm talking specifically for people that have a problem. The problem isn't that their drinking is getting them into trouble. The problem is that they're drinking so often so that they can be Be themselves, themselves. not be someone else or not hide some sort of pain or whatever. But just to relax in this in this as a relaxant, yeah. Event. To relax, to get the courage to be who they are. You and know? when and other people are drinking as well, they receive us better as well. So it's not easy to be around people who are drinking. Well, because they're. But once you there started drinking and we're not, they don't even notice that we're not drinking anymore. If you're the right <laughs> type of genetics, yeah. when you're drinking, you're not self conscious, mm-hmm. which means that, of course, like people were more comfortable to speak to us at the wedding. Because, and I guess you could assume, we don't know, but you could assume that the uncomfortableness of the people that we were speaking to before they started drinking, Mm. they were worried about how they were coming across to us. I do wonder. Or, yeah, it's just social anxiety. Anyway, there's one bit I wanted to get to. The bit that I got to was that because you said, like, well, what do you do about that? Yeah. Well, when it's a problem. The light. The light bulb moment that goes on in the client's eyes when we would explore this would be when I would reveal to them, so you're telling me that people like you more when you drink? Yes. And you're telling me that when you drink, you feel like you can be yourself? Yes. Yes. Then I guess people like you for you, right? Yeah. Yes. Then I guess you don't need a drink then because the thing that you're drinking for is... For the opportunity to show them who you naturally are, the things that you hold, you're mm. holding yourself back from. And then they were like, oh. And I was like, and on top of that, who says you have to be involved in every conversation? Who says you have to lead every conversation? Who says you have to have an answer for everything. everything. Who actually says you're on the spot? Who says you have to be likable to that person? And the big one was the most helpful thing that they said that helped them when they realized a people like me when I drink and the reason they like me when they drink is because they get to see who I really am and I guess that if I think about it means that they like who I really am Mm -hmm. and on top of that if you don't want to be the one on the spot then you be the one that starts asking the questions yeah be out in front yeah there's some questions coming in yeah uh Michael Reynolds just likes drinking I understand man I drank for a really long time and I love drinking because I can't dance unless I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything, any flamboyant things 
without alcohol and that's something that I'm practicing to mm. figure out. Like mm-hmm. I sing sillier songs now. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Wolf says I avoid social anxiety by avoiding people. Hmm. Avoidance behaviors. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. I can't drink uh, so that will not help me and it wouldn't help you anyway. And that, that there, I'm not picking on you Red Wolf, but that little paragraph there is, can, a, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. We can riff on that for that's for a self the, that's a whole self fulfilling pro- pro- prophecy. I yeah. can't do this because of that. That that's very absolute. You know. Wow, Sean knows something about being absolute. Beck Parker says, "Does alcohol down dull down who you really are, or does it diminish the walls and bring out who you really are?" So, I would like. I've got a few thoughts on that. So, number one, it's there a- was a very brief period just recently before I had my psychotic break thing where I had just like one or two drinks I think you and I had together. Hmm. And my my I was in a good space. I had had a couple of drinks. I wasn't drunk. I was tipsy and comfortable. But you and I had a brilliant conversation that night and we came up with so many cool ideas and we we're having these great really in-depth conversations, right? So, I think in small doses, alcohol is... Potential, like anything, small doses of the most illicit drugs can benefit you. Tobacco in small doses can actually activate certain creativity, blah, 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 blah. Mm. There's actually a lot of medicinal effects of a lot of the things that we use and it's dependent on the dosages that we use that we get the effects. The same thing with psychedelics, same thing with alcohol, same thing with tobacco, same thing with weed, same thing mm-hmm. with Panadol. Mm-hmm. When you have higher doses, it changes the effects. Yeah. And so for me, any more than a couple of drinks – makes me come out but it also brings out the parts of me that I have to try and control in my regular life. But then the next day is where, so after my um, psychotic-ish break that I had a couple months ago at the start of corona, um, I was, I've only just come good spiritually and with myself about that whole thing over the last couple probably month. Um, and that's taken me that long to rebuild up all of the work that I'd done to that point. And so for me, having done so much work with psychedelics and therapy and like self-development stuff, having done all that drinking and it just felt like it came out. It felt like it was just stripped out of me and I had to rebuild myself after that. So I think for a lot of people that that would be the effect that it has and that's the result of alcohol. Mm. And the the effects that it has on the body. It also does a thing which is a, uh, it induces psycho, uh, psychological shame mm-hmm. in a lot of people. It's actually a thing that mm. happens. Yeah. So With, even if you've not done anything. Basically, one of the yeah microdosing. Even in terms of like just on a personal level, like in an intellectual level, the thing, whatever skeleton is in your closet. Mm-hmm. comes out you know so yeah, two right. of two of the two of so the the two main people that i'm thinking of of, of a, a one was a young guy one was a young girl they were both in their mid-20s and they were both seeing me because they were drinking to alleviate social anxiety they were pretty like uh conservative personalities mm-hmm. they weren't like um conservative like classically in terms of like their interests or whatever one of them was a dj mm-hmm. um i can't remember what the other girl did she might have been studying okay um but anyway they but and so they were very like well-mannered very polite very well spoken well put together 
you know, mm. and like knew how to make a good impression, make good eye contact, be polite, you know, mm. courteous, all that sort of stuff and whatever. But a high level of control. They mm. had themselves quite controlled. And yes. both of them actually had OCD mm-hmm. as well, or OCD tendencies at least. Um, and so, like, they were very planned Yeah, they micromanaged. The, do you know the card I pulled right before this episode started? Mm. It was the micromanaging the universe card. Mm-hmm. It's all about control. Mm-hmm. So they they'd planned everything out so much and controlled things so much that they were also controlling their output all the time, controlling the tone of their voice. You know, like not, not – um, they weren't like pathetic or timid mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, may, like close – Lee on the timid mm-hmm. scale. Um, can't remember why I was talking what? about that. I can't. You were remember. talking about, and you were talking about them because I was talking about the effects of drinking. Because oh yeah, 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 was yeah, asking yeah. about yeah, dulling yeah. or heightening. Yeah. yeah. So they they kept such a control over their persona that there was obvious like moments of like silliness or fun, but it's not the right place. So yeah. I won't do that right now. You know. So the things that they were holding back were all of the best parts of themselves. So when they drink, all of the best parts of themselves come out. Yeah. But if you are holding back all of the worst parts of yourself, oh, yeah. all of the bits of yourself that you don't want to look at. The scary parts. They call it a demon in the bottle because basically like whatever you're hiding comes out. I heard. And sometimes you hide good things. Sometimes mm. we hide things that we shouldn't be hiding. Sometimes we hide the best parts of ourselves. And sometimes we hide the parts of ourselves that we're the, we're the most afraid of. And so whatever that thing that you've got mm. locked up in a little cage, alcohol will let out. And it'll be a good thing or a bad thing. My thing's like a demon. Your thing is like a demon. It's like a demon. It's like black and it's big and it's demonic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw. Mine is just fun. Mine is just all fun. Yeah. Like I don't get aggressive when I drink, but I will hurt myself to make people laugh. I think we should get Sean drunk. <laughs> it's been a long time. You should go to your drug. It's been a long time. Yes. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's that's basically it. Like the. the. Be aware of what you're looking up. So, I, okay, so I was listening to a Brene Brown talk yesterday and she mm-hmm. said, keep your shadows in front of you mm. because then you can see them. Yeah. Integrate. So they can't get you from behind. Yeah, I was like, yes. That's why you got to integrate yes. all of all even of the who drinking you ones. Are. Yeah, even like yeah, they talk about integrating like experience psychedelic experiences a lot. Uh, that's one of the most integral part to a psychedelic experience is the integration that happens directly afterwards and for the months or years afterwards. And from my experience, integration has lasted years. So I used DMT years and years ago, but I'm still integrating the experience even today. Um, but the same thing is said for my like psychotic break with the, the alcohol not long ago. Mm-hmm. I, that was an integration. I had to integrate and learn from that. And I've like come to a place where I'm like accepting, accepting of that. But the same thing, if you're using cannabis or whether whatever you're using, there's got to be some sort of integration to be like, why am I, why am I using this? Mm. What for? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. How is this serving me afterwards? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It's all integration. Yeah. But it can still be, even if you're like, there's still... Like repetitive alcoholic use is not good long term on your body, on it's your mind, very bad on your cognition. You know, you can get all. There are uh, no medicinal benefits. You can get dementia 
from drinking at, at a at a at a much younger age. Yeah, I've in forties, fifties, you know, um, by 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 excessive alcohol use. But so, um, it which what I'm it doesn't mean which means <laughs> which means that it's not just a problem if like oh I'm the type of alcoholic. I'm the type of I I respond to alcohol in a fun way. When mm. I have alcohol, I'm more fun and free, or so I should be. I should I um, should drink more alcohol because it it you know brings good things out of me. And I'm the sort of person that gets like aggressive and bitter or whatever when I drink. So I shouldn't drink or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. But so me being the sort of person that when I drink, I become more fun and entertaining. Uh, that was a problem for me because. I would drink to get through a gig I didn't feel like doing, you know, mm. like I, when I was overseas and I was doing lots and lots of gigs in a row, three three hours a night, six nights a week for years mm-hmm. uh, in the same place for six months at a time sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would know that like, okay, it's Thursday night. That's our big night. There's going to be a lot of people in here. Mm-hmm. i not feeling it. Yeah, I'll just drink. Yeah. And then because I'll have a does. great gig. I'll be really funny and my banter's good. And great performance. Yeah. But you then know. the next day you're shit and blood. Yeah. Well, not straight away, but eventually, yeah. Eventually you, know. you shit blood. And it becomes a <laughs> it becomes a slip. It's a, It starts slow at first, but it becomes a slippery slope of, I'll just do this every now and then when I don't feel like it. Yeah. It'll, I'll just do this to help me out every now and then. Ah, uh, now I need to yeah, do it every day. day. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Reynolds was like, I've got to go. But now he's out there on the run and they got Wi-Fi. Yeah. You hey, smoked the lettuce for over 20. Hang on. I've got to go back up here because Kyle's talking about his drinking. And this is something we want to work on with you, Kyle. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or watching us on YouTube and you're like, who the hell are these guys talking to? We actually do this live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time. Um also, I can do what you're going to do. do no, nah, it's okay. Do. You're going to do. You're good. Kyle can wait. Oh, can Kyle, Kyle wait? Kyle can wait. Um, I also just want to let you guys know that we have a fancy website over at heydimu.com. You can mm-hmm. find all of the things there. Our latest episodes. We also have merchandise available. We're mugs. about to get a new release, a very special edition release. Of, yeah. Um, so we were going to be releasing some uh, um, new merch soon. But mm-hmm. my brother is actually an exceptional artist mm. and um, he's in he's Melbourne working on, on lockdown. A, he's working on a something. He's working on a something. We don't know something. what he's working on we're, and we're going to team up because his, his art fits our themes and why not? Yeah. Limited edition stuff's fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Keep it in the I'm family. So excited. And yeah. keep it in the family. And he's poor and lonely, stuck in Melbourne. Well, he's not poor, but he's luck- lonely and stuck in Melbourne in the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All good. We also have a Patreon. Um, if you would like, if you are aware of, oh, we were going to do our thing, but it's a bit late to try that out now. But anyway, um, if you have been watching us for a while, you know we do card readings. It is a popular part of our show. And you can get a 12-month card reading, personalized video card reading uh, which is private to you. It you can also- come back every month and check it and talk to us about it, et cetera, et cetera. Then sign up a Patreon. All Patreon members uh, in the near future will be receiving a personalized 12 right part month. Of my cycle. you got to wait till it's the right part of her cycle. It is PMD D Day. We also 
have a newsletter which has all of the latest information about uh, myself and my music, uh, Projected Twin stuff. I've got a big gig coming up soon. Nix is also involved with the Australian Psychedelic Society. She runs the South Australian chapter. It's not an official chapter Quite yet, yet, but it's on the way. You pretty much do everything there, man. You're doing it all. Yeah, mate. It's running right. the show, the running moment. the show. And if you are new here, please feel free to leave us a comment and share. Yeah. Back to Kyle. Sheet, he says. I have to cut back on drinking because it's getting more expensive. Yes, and mm. I have zero impulse control. That's the problem with alcohol. And perfectly Sean explained it must have been. I'm an emotional person. Drinking heavily brings out all of the emotions out at real bad times. How come you drink so much? Kyle, what are you running from? Uh, Michael Kyle's says... Kyle's a provider. He is a provider. Kyle's a provider He's type. A giver. Pro- Kyle, Kyle has a, like, like a focused mindset, which means that you are probably able to put a pin in this feeling and put that aside and put a pin in that feeling and put that aside because right now I'm doing this for this person and this person needs me to do that and I'm going to do it. And so when I drink, all those little pins I put aside flood out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Um, Michael says, I've smoked the lettuce for over 25 years now. Have a break occasionally, but more of a tolerance break. Yeah. Yeah. Tolerance break. It's yeah. too expensive otherwise. <laughs> Red Wolf says, how can someone be their authentic self when they take drugs for mental health or to control seizures? Mm. The drug I take suppress my seizures and causes depression. I have been on a different drug to control seizures and people told me that my personality is very different. I'm mm. more open, friendly, oh. calm and fun. However, I'm allergic to it. So I am back on the original drug. Aww. I tend to avoid people. <laughs> Hey, William. Mild depression. Dang. Mm. Mm. Do you see a therapist? Yeah, do you see a counselor? Do you have somebody in your life that will let you that will let you speak, take interest in what you're saying and ask you questions about it for at least an hour once a week? Mm. Do you? Do you have that? That, that is can be like, valuable. Like we don't have to want to be around people all the time. That's the thing. We don't have no. to, like, we don't have to. We Some of us can be solitary and mm-hmm. it's okay, but I don't know. Do you, Does that mean, like, the one that you were allergic to that made you feel like you were more fun and everyone says that you were, like, happy and blah, blah, blah. I forgot where I was going. Like... When you're when you're under the influence, it depends also about like how That's much hard, under man. the influence. You know, like there there's under the influence, and then there's under the control of. You know, so like uh, like psychedelics, for example. Yeah. If you take smaller doses of psychedelics, you and and as you start to up those doses, depending on what you're doing, whether it's like psilocybin or LSD or mm. or um. Maybe not MDMA, but like the 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 hallucinatory ones. Yeah. The more you add in, the more like effect and I guess strings the uh, substance can pull. Yeah. But to a degree, it's a it's a scale of like you kind of as the as the amount of the drug that you've taken increases, the amount of yourself left to mm. sort of actively mm. 
be make you. decisions or participate in that, like Where it tapers it? off, yeah. you know. So there's there's me under the influence of a drug. So I'm still me, but I'm maybe feeling and in some cases seeing the effects of this drug, but I'm still in the cockpit. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, say for, uh, uh, not just for psychedelics, like if you do enough psychedelics, all of a sudden you have what some people will call a breakthrough experience where ego your death. ego completely dissolves and you don't know who you are at all. You don't have a body. And you don't even really know, like, it's weird to look back on you. it as well because when I look back on it, I insert Sean Holton into those experiences, yeah. but I'm not 100% certain whether Sean Holton was there. And alcohol does a similar thing yeah. where in some cases some people will get blackout drunk, mm. but they're still awake, they're still talking, they're still doing things, they, they still want things, they're still, <laughs> yeah. they're still they're having still an impact wanting. on everyone around them, but they aren't home Mm -hmm. and so if you are and again so the drug i know we're not necessarily talking about addiction here we're talking about prescription but an addictive drug if you get addicted to a certain type of drug the type of drug that you're addicted to says something about why that drug was suitable for you yeah yeah, you know so there's like evidence in that you know so like if The same thing with uh, cannabis and stuff. There's like certain receptors that some people have more receptors for that type of drug than others. Yeah, but also sometimes like the type of life you've had, the things Mm. that you've been through, what sort of conditioning you've had, were you neglected, did people not pay attention to you, were you not accepted, could you not express yourself or whatever. Hang on, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're on a prescribed medication Mm -hmm. and that medication maybe makes you feel physically irritated or it it kind of casts a dark cloud over your perception of things mm-hmm. and it makes everything gray it's storm day yeah. every day but you're still there you're still in control right you're mm. still you're still the decision maker mm. you've got this other like influence and distraction and stuff coming at you and it's more challenging to be the type of person that you are, mm-hmm. but ultimately you're still the one at home, right? And so that situation means that there are things that you are learning about. Like that's still a person you are. This is this is the type of person I am when I am irritated in this way, irritated mm. by this drug or suppressed or depressed by this drug. Like that is still a valid mood that is still a valid mode of existing and you can still learn from that who am i gonna be in these times who would i want to be what Mm. would i like to be like you know like i haven't do you know what i mean yeah i guess look you lost me a few times what i'm saying is is that he's sean's planning is that you're not stuck there you know, there Unless is, you are, though. Well, you... This, you is, this is something that I hadn't ever considered, right? So I didn't know Red Wolf was on medication, but I had never considered that for some reason. Obviously, if you'd told me to consider this, I would have, and I've probably considered in the past. But I never really considered that people like Red Wolf who are on medication that they have to be on to keep themselves alive mm-hmm. and have no choice but to take... Mm-hmm. And if that dulls who they feel like they are mm-hmm. and changes their influence, what an what an incredibly distressing and frustrating position to be in. Oh yeah, because I'm not when saying- I'm when I'm PM, when I am PMDDing, 
I am not myself and I feel so out of control and I don't feel – and so to, to know that I – and I don't like taking Panadol sometimes do because you, I don't want to put that in. What do you in. mean you're not yourself? How can you not <sighs> be yourself? Well, I don't – I feel like I'm the – that's a good question. But I don't feel like myself when I'm like this. I know, but what does being yourself feel like? Are you only yourself mm. if it feels good? Is that when you're yourself, only when it feels good? Nah, because sometimes even when I feel good, I have bad days. Mm-hmm. But when I feel like this, I feel out of control because I can't control my emotions because mm-hmm. it's not controllable. Mm-hmm. Mm. So your emotions. So I can imagine how it might feel for somebody who like my emotions have control of me and I try every yeah. every month to regain control. So having that out of my hands is very distressing sometimes. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you're always yourself. This mm. is just yourself in that situation. Yeah, in a different state. And so if that's your situation and if for regardless of how good or not good we feel about it, if mm. that's a situation that you're stuck in, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with it? If you can't change the situation, if you can't... Drink alcohol? No. <laughs> if you can't change if you can't change a specific thing in a situation, yeah. like if, if, if... Yeah, what are you going to do about if it? If you're totally powerless, then... then You've got orienting to do. You need to orient your. What do you yourself. think of that, Red Wolf? What do you think of that? If you've got no, no other way, you have to take this medication. Mm. What else? Like, how does would that you, negate the experience of the person? How would no? I'm not saying not not at all. How would you deal with that? Being that we on this podcast all the time speak about the fact that you are not yourself. You live with the committee. Of mm. what yourself is made up of, yeah, lots and it's of parts. not always the the same person has not always got their hand on the control. Mm. You are multiple. You are multiple possibilities of yourself. Mm. You are all of the Just things like people out. think you are. You are all of the different things you think you are, and you're all of the things that you maybe hope you're not, but you kind of are. You know, like not just not you, Red Wolf. Yes, you, Red Wolf, but me and her and and everybody. Like you. It's you. Mm. It's always you. And we know you don't always, sometimes you have an emotion because that emotion was a reaction to something that happened. And other times you have an emotion because you just didn't pick that one. You know, like that just happens anyway. Um, And yeah, it's totally sucks if you like, I was on prescribed medication you for are. me ultimately i had to come off of them because i had to make a decision Turns on out your diagnosis was incorrect my diagnosis was wrong <laughs> yeah Which is I also have a problem. bipolar i've just got ADD. <laughs> and you know what's really annoying about that how do you that? feel about this i went in so sorry we didn't resolve your issue there um, At all. red wolf but th- um yeah that's right i don't think it's that resolvable you know like if you do have to if you do have to exist from now on on that drug then that's the cross that you're bearing, bearing at the moment and that is your thing to work on like remembering yeah. that remembering that you are parenting the numerous things in here in this fractured up psyche that make who you are so as if you were a parent of a person in your situation what would you do you would with nurture them, them. Yeah. You would nurture them and take care of them. Yeah. How about that, Red Wolf? Yeah. Hmm? And maybe, hmm? maybe you would do that. <laughs> like if you've got feelings or whatever that, that you feel like you can't 
get away from. And you maybe sometimes we feel like, I don't want to burden my family with that. I don't want to burden my friends with that. They always hear about that. If you can find someone, they don't even, here's the thing, they don't even have to be that smart. And in fact, if they're not that smart and they know how to get out the way, yeah. that'll also be fine. If you can, if you could flick someone or even find a student, find <laughs> counseling students are the best because they haven't been doing it. They just want to help. Well, they just want to help. <laughs> They haven't been doing it long enough to think that they know enough to just not listen to you anymore and mm. just, like, hand you out some fucking, like, copy, uh, photocopied bullshit that, Anxiety they've, that they've got. <laughs> yeah. So, like, go and practice. Like, if, I, if, if you can't afford it, like, Wanna find an institute to- in your area that has students or whatever, practice on them. Like, or... or, or help if, them if, learn. If, if you have a helpline, like, just... Anybody, anybody whose job it is cool, to just Sean. shut just up and listen and ask you and go, and that sounds hard. Mm. Ah, that sounds hard. Thank you. It is hard, you know. And then they might ask you, what do you think you're going to do? And you might not have thought about that yet. And now you're thinking about that. And someone who is a total stranger whose job it is to not care about, like, you, the individual, but care about the service that they're providing for you, which is shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. And ask questions. And that might be really helpful. Dang. Right. I've been saying lately that when I have PMDD, that it feels like um, I used to get uh, this thing when I used to breastfeed Harlequin called milk ejection reflex, which is when they a baby attaches to the breast. This doesn't happen to everyone or every baby. And I thought I was going batshit crazy. The baby attaches to your breast and they start suckling and it it releases all these hormones into your body. Mm -hmm. But what this hormone would release into my body would be dread and just disgust and, like, I would have this overwhelming urge to be like, like, and it feels feels like dread. Like you've just had – you've just woken up and remembered that, like, your dad died yesterday. That's what sort of dread Mm. insights. And then you just feel like your whole world's crumbling down just while there's – just while the letdown's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not like, my dad died yesterday. You're like, all oh, the dads just died. Everyone's dad just died. Yeah. All the dads are dead. <laughs> yeah. And actually I'm about to go watch another one do it right now. This just in, all the dads are dead. Yes, that's what dread feels like. Mm. Um, yeah, And then all the mums died straight after. That's Whoa. what it feels like. Whoa. Anyway, so I have, especially when I have my PMD cycles and back in the old days where I used to have PTSD, my PMDD and PTSD were combined. Yeah, that was I didn't, fun. I didn't know. I didn't know how much my cycle was playing into my PTSD. And it wasn't until I cleared up my PTSD that I realized that I had problems with my cycle. And so I've been following my cycle for, what, six years now, day in, day out sort of thing. And it's like clockwork and it knows me. Mm-hmm. But this dread that I get is like that moment where you've taken acid or mushrooms and then it's about 30 minutes in and it starts feeling and then you have this thought of, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I don't want to do this. And then you're looking around and you're like, I can't stop this. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and then the fear rises in you and it turns into this really traumatic experience just like mm. my last experience. <laughs> I think that's existential dread. It is. And I think that existential dread is this weird realisation that, well, whether I walk, done. whether I walk forward or whether I stand here and dig my feet into mm. the ground, 
Life is pushing me. Well, yes, and then so this takes me to my Can't next go back. part. Yeah, so so like it starts to feel like a trip, and then I start to freak out a little bit because I'm like, what's going on? Am mm. I in a trip? Life is a trip, which led me to realize this: our entire existence here, whether you're on psychedelics or not, is a great big trip. Yeah, just like in psychedelics, just like when you use them to trip. Set and setting in your regular life is just as important because this is a trip too. And if you don't make sure your set and setting's not right, you're going to have a horrible experience. And so I've like, this is this is integration. This is me integrating the psychedelic experiences I had before somehow in a weird way. But this dread. Which you didn't just do by yourself. You also went and saw a psychotherapist. I went used to see a psychotherapist and I saw CBT, CPT therapists. And, yep. you know, I've done a lot of research and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. It's very similar to that feeling, and I'm sure that anyone who has tried that, that's how it feels. And when I say she went to a psychotherapist, it wasn't just me. It wasn't she sure. didn't just go and No, and he's sick me. now, and he might, I don't know what's happened to him. Mm. Um, lovely man. Lovely man. But, uh, yeah, so I've been having a lot of these waves of the similar feelings, and I think it's just me realizing that, like, I have no choice in this life that I've got and I better make sure that that set and setting is real good so that I can have the best experience here that mm. I can. What and I you- need to accept this weird little phase. Yeah. The This PMDD problem that I have is clearly is a problem and I keep pretending that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's advocate. Okay. That's easy for you to say. You've got a lovely, supportive husband who's, like, attentive and listens mm. to you and he's there for you and you've got, like, everything and I've got, like, nothing. It's just me. Yeah. But my contentedness does never rely on you. No. But, like, so... What are you trying to say here? One of the things that pulls me out of it mm-hmm. when I'm like that because mm. I have my... PM man DD. Sean has a very similar cycle to me. So when I'm down, this week's been a bit of an exception. Sean comes down with me. I've done things you get regretting. that I won't talk about here, but I've done things, I think, to um, to counteract what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I have. Yeah. You have? Do I know about these? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've <laughs> so, just. Is there a secret? I've just. I've just secret. separated some bits of my behavior from you. Yes, because you often pick up from me. What Otherwise, if I just do, you and I can very easily and comfortably just fall into having the exact amount of cups of coffee, eating at the same times, sitting and sitting around for as long as each other and stuff and whatever. And so I've like been with you, but I've been keeping myself and like just serendipitously, I've had to go here and I've had to go there and I've been this place for seven hours and whatever and blah, blah, blah. So I've been a little bit separate from you, which Mm. has been probably easier for me to be more helpful to you because usually what happens yeah usually you go down and then i go down and then because you feel like it's reflective of you as a husband i feel like i've done something wrong (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and no matter how many times i tell him it's that week well that's because i the so so because it's all a drug right Mm. and if she feels differently she's now a drug that i'm taking in a different way (laughs) you're a different substance for me to ingest you know um and so for the thing that i am integrating in these situations and i feel like this is the first time i've successfully you've done a great done so it hasn't been perfect i've still 
had my angst mm -hmm. moments. Mm -hmm. um, You're doing well. But I've become more aware of how much I rely on you feeling good for me to think I'm a decent person. Dude. Yes, yeah, so you use my happiness as your basis to gauge how well you're going. Yeah. As a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you look up to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you about to say you don't look no, up No, I to do me? look up to you, but I also look across to you. No, nah, we're equal. That's all right. That's all right. But the other day like you this. said you were like, how does it feel to be lower than me? And I was like, you're never going <laughs> to. You said that to me in the shower and I was like, and then I said, you'll never be above me. We're always equal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> try to spring that shit. Mm -hmm. I need to heat up my coffee and do a wee. Okay. So you can do some promo. All right. Um, Kyle's got some questions. He wants to know about if all the dads are dead. Maybe step-ish dads. Like all the dads. Anyone who's, you know. Uh, Kyle says, wait, wait. Legit biological dads or step-ish dads? I've been raising other people's kids on and off for five <laughs> years. I need answers. Ah, oh, yeah. Like... Being a father, there's like, there's being a biological father to someone, but then there's also being fatherly, you know, like you will have, you've got your dad who, who, who ejaculated you. And then you've got your mum who like menstruated you, um, and <laughs> housed you and grew you and whatever. But I bet if you look through your life, that there have been lots of mums and dads in your life, fatherly figures, whatever, you know. Sometimes, sometimes they're on the TV screen, you know. Sometimes they're in your imagination. But anyway, there is a difference between... Because not all people that have children, not all fathers that have kids are fatherly. Not all mothers that have children are classically motherly, you know. So these are, in some, in some cases, these are skills we build up and acquire over time. And in other cases, these are just natural parts of who people are. Um, and so my comment to you, Kyle, because we have been talking for a number of years now, is that you are a provider in the fatherly essence you are um if if things went down and i was in the room with you i would probably feel pretty comfortable that i could rely on you in that situation because you and i could totally have you wrong every person you meet creates a new version of you in your head that you'll a never get to know and b could be totally inaccurate mm -hmm. mm. but that's my assumption of you kyle yeah, it's funny having a little audience sometimes because I've you guys all have like personalities and characters in my head, and I'm like, we if know I ever you met guys. you, we know you. Maybe I don't. Maybe but then I'll go. Maybe that's not accurate. That'd be so confusing if we ever met, and I had to be like, hang on. That's why. That's not how I thought you were going to move. That's why this podcast is so important to me, and the podcast kind of did start out on this premise of like, I know it's all like, don't be a jerk and ha ha ha, but the premise really kind of was like life is way too short to not be able to talk about things that are actually happening mm. and life is way too short to not have things you feel like you want to say but don't say because maybe they're not popular things to say 
or whatever, or someone might be offended、mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And even if the thing, if it turns out the thing that you had to say was wrong, you've got a far better chance of、um, correcting、mm-hmm. your improper thinking by communicating it. As opposed to just holding it in and then quietly building up a resentment of everyone around you that you think doesn't want to hear that.、Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a wave of dread. Did you? Yeah, I just get, it just comes in waves. And then I'm like, what did you nothing, think about? There's nothing to look forward to. Were you like, no, it just comes. Fucking hell, he doesn't shut up. No, it wasn't even about you. It just comes. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm going to pull you a card. Go on. I'm going to pull you a card. Okay. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Keyboard worry. If we met up, good luck getting me to talk. Oh, don't you worry, Kyle. Ask you all the questions. Yeah, see, I'm all teary. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I get these waves. These, it comes in waves and it comes in like this woof, and the dread comes. And then I'm like, okay, it's here. It feels really bad for a minute. And then I have to wait for it to pass. It's like a contraction. Oh, fuck. What's that? Weight of the world. It's not yours to carry. Pulled that one for Tosh yesterday. Boundaries. Let it go. It's not yours to carry. That's you. Look, you're drowning it looks、like、in、me. your own feeling. It does look like you. Like、What、me. the piss? Looks like me in that picture of us in our wedding dress photo.、Mm-hmm. Mm. We will be doing card readings in 25 minutes. So please feel free to share us and share us. Share us. Share us with your neighbor. That's exceptional.、Mm. That was a stretch. Is there really, anything else、it? you want to talk about today? Well, um, um, what are you going to do? What do you, what is, how, like, <sighs> What is your What trajectory gonna... from here? Well, I'm very proud of myself because I have been recording this issue for a long time and I tried to not record it to see if it was self perpetuating because、mm-hmm. I was worried that when we lived at our old house, I got concerned that it was actually me anticipating the dread and the, the sadness. And then I started looking around on Instagram and looking online and I saw that a lot of other people have this thing. And it's a, you know, you can actually physically see the changes. Yes, because you go, so you're. Like my, you, the difference in me is obvious. So I'm like. You're touching on the idea, you're like, I know that there is good evidence and data to suggest that there is a hormonal, emotional cycle people go on. Yes. But knowing that, am I. Self fulfilling a prophecy、mm. as well. And I don't think I am because it's been going for so long and I want nothing but for myself to continue carrying on and being the way that I usually am.、Mm. And so I. Do you no- think it's not going to happen next time? Are you like. Yeah. Okay. So I get disappointed.、Um, and I think this time, because. And, and not, every, not every month is the same. So some months I might be, I might be a bit better and I won't be as emotional. So last month I wasn't as emotional, but I still had a lot of dread and I was very withdrawal, like internally, like. Struggling, but this time I've asked, I've, I've come out a little bit more. I've been more affectionate because I've been wanting more affection.、Um, what else was I saying? Your trajectory from oh, here. Oh, my trajectory from here. So I've stopped do- during this like two week span. I take a step back from any of my usual activities, which is like、um, Hey Demo stuff,、um, mm. Australian Psychedelic Society stuff. I take a step back from and I don't try to overwhelm my thing, myself with all the things that I know I should be doing. I try to take it easy and I look after myself. I, well, I try. I did yoga this morning, which helped a lot momentarily. <laughs> I was just happy I did it.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, know, I don't really know. I think it's just, it's just behavior management and emotional management. And it's just a matter of me not like, 
I think there's truth to women, and I know a lot of women don't, I think there's a lot of truth to working your life as a woman around your cycle. Mm -hmm. And as actually a woman here down south who does business management and helps women manage their businesses around their cycles. So she helps you track your cycle. She does all this. And so I was like, this is a thing people are doing. Um, but so like many women don't the, do this and it frustrates me so, so much. Assigning business activities to your cycle. So that's what this I do. is your most opportune promotional time yeah. for you to be promoting and yeah. outreaching out and networking and, and yeah. communicating with so, new people. Like So my app, so I have an app, it's called Flow. And I, I don't do the bit where I record how I'm feeling and stuff because I just find that I know how I'm going to feel. But this app is called Flow the ladies at home and all you do is put your period in there and it gives you hints about what you might be feeling so here i am in my cycle mm-hmm. Whoop. Whoop. did you see that catch that was good yeah thanks so this shows me where my i am in my cycle mm-hmm. right there pms right in the middle so i've still got another few days and then what well, i may experience insomnia mood swings nausea and constipation as your levels as your levels of female sex hormones drop, you may experience tiredness, fatigue, insomnia, and moodiness. And so then it tells you what you might experience and that's how you plan your weeks. Here's another thing that makes me think that there might be something to that as well is that um, like the legitimacy that there is an emotional uh, like an emotional cycle that you attach to your menstrual cycle um, is that uh, for a while there, I don't know if it still happens, but sometimes you would be ahead of the schedule. Yes. You well, know? I ovulate sooner than the app tells me. Yeah, yeah, but which you can tell physically. There yeah. are physical symptoms, not emotional symptoms yeah. that come with that. But the emotional system, uh, uh, the emotional signals are also moved forward too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you- and so everyone has a different cycle and people don't even consider how that would play on their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would love to just like, do a whole podcast with people just to be like, this is how you do it. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Like it's really, it's just so important and integral for a woman to do that. A, a few months ago when I had Alan on, we were talking about the same thing. And then yeah, I was right. talking to him about how like my emotional, my emotions tend to go in a similar cycle to your menstrual mm-hmm. cycle. And then he also has talked to me about like, you know, Alan has these like, these manic episodes of like yeah. super productivity and he's full of ideas and he's writing heaps of stuff yep. down and he's doing stand up sets and he's doing this mm-hmm. and he's doing that and blah, blah. And then he crashes sort of thing. Yeah. And we said on, um, we did a little, like a couple of one off, like, Hey dude episodes. Yeah. And we said back then we didn't do it, but that we were going to get the flow yeah. tracker and, and obviously we can't track our periods, but track, track your- our emotional states yeah it's important Mm. i think like even women who don't and even have a period anymore still follow a cycle we're cyclical beings it's what we Mm -hmm. do and it's just really important to know those with any pattern like there is patterns in our lives it's important to follow them so another interesting thing is that not only are you on a monthly cycle Mm. but you're also on an annual cycle yeah as well facebook memories will show you exactly yes so you will feel a certain way you go on your facebook memories and on this day exactly a year ago two years ago three years ago there's a spiteful status that that explains (laughs) exactly the way i feel right now yeah yeah why am i so angry yeah yeah i'm angry about this moment 
three years ago. Yeah, because I'm in the same cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But you can, some of those cycles. You can break. You can break. Yeah. By sometimes it's just as simple as knowing where is this come from? If it hasn't come from today, if it hasn't come this from a year rooted. ago, yeah. if it hasn't come from 10 years ago, if it hasn't come from my life at all. Where did it come from? Then maybe it's not mine at, at all. all. Mm. Yeah. We watched, um, what movie did we watch the other night? The Devil. The Devil All the Time. The Devil All the Time with uh, Robert Pattinson. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Someone else. Oh, what's his name? What's that guy? Oh, Billy Skarsgård. That's the one. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was Pennywise. a very full-on story, but great a great observation of intergenerational traumas. Mm. So if you're interested in intergenerational and conditioning, and conditioning yeah. uh, it's got a lot to do with the church as well. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It is heavy. But so interesting. Stick with it. It's heavy conceptually. There, it is violent, but it is it it's is not time. gratuitous. No, it's it not. doesn't overdo it. And I don't it doesn't think need to. I don't think it's traumatizing to watch. I think it no. does. It does just it's enough. Thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in intergenerational trauma, that movie really like I don't. I don't stay awake for movies. And you want to see Spider Man and something else. And then and, you f- and then you can Cullen. forget that he's Spider Man very quickly because fuck, he's a good actor. So good, him and so good. Yeah, they're both great. So yeah, definitely watch that movie. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, Beck Parker, I agree because I actually pulled that card for him. It's essentially Batman versus Spider Man in um <laughs> in church like days. old school country America. <laughs> what are you doing? That, see that catch? See that? See that shit? You fucking see that shit? Oh, you see that shit, bud? Yes, it Red is. Red Wolf a good seen movie. it. She said it was a good movie. Yeah. She's yeah. correct. Yes, she You're is correct, correct. Red Wolf. She watched it a couple of weeks ago. <sighs> yeah, okay, so your trajectory. My trajectory is... Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you see it? No, nah. because I'm just heading straight in. I'm already in perimenopause. I'm heading straight into... Perimenopause? Menopause. That's why you have grey hair? No. 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 My hormones are all whack because some families go into menopause earlier than others. Is that... If you starts at around 30, 35. When did you get your first period? When you're like nine? I was 10. 10. I just turned 10. Yeah. It's a bit mean. So if, does that mean that you? No, well, the, that's the thing. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was reading. Sorry, I interrupted. No, I asked I a question. I was reading. A, you didn't finish. I was you reading. what I was going to say. A few articles about how to, uh, girls who are sexually abused reach puberty earlier. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's actually a, a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that and is then, a weird, weird play by nature, isn't it? That's a weird one. So I'd like to redo some more research. I, re- I that was back a couple of years ago that I saw that. So I'd like to actually look into that again. But from what from what the the data says, that's what they they found. Mm. So that's either a defense mechanism or not. More of it's an evolutionary thing. It's like, well, if you're being interfered with, might as well get you ready to have babies. If you forget, if you allow yourself to stop smoking the pipe of but we're humans and we're different from the animals and we're so mm. much more than that mm. and we are we are so much like we're, we're so much more like intellectually advanced than nature is itself remember that thing i said but then we're at the wedding the other day and i literally watched people strangers gather around the warm thing <laughs> and make connections with each other yeah. like animals and some of them will walk off and bring back food yeah 
Yeah. Like animals. Like animals. Like monkeys. Yeah. 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 It's really With just monkeys. So the other day, I'm. we've only got 15 minutes to a card reading time, but mm-hmm. how the other day when I said that thing of the realisation about the shaving of our body parts? Oh. Do we have enough time? I guess, yeah, we, we, you were kind of going there when you were talking to, yeah. Yeah. So I came to this realisation the other day. I was well, what like, did your daughter say to you? That's right. So Harla said to me, <laughs> She saw that I have really hairy legs because I often don't shave. I shave for events. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't shave if I don't want to sort of thing. Anyway, I had hairy legs and she was like, oh, mum, shave your legs. And I was like, pardon? Shave your legs. <laughs> I was like, you don't ask dad to shave his legs. And she was like, well, I will now. And I was like, okay. Um, can't remember what else went to that story. That was it, wasn't it? That was it. You were like, you were, I bet, I bet you won't tell dad to shave. Yeah, I bet his you legs. won't tell dad to shave. She's like, I will. Yeah, she hasn't. She didn't. She hasn't. Asked and they him are still too. hairy. They are still hairy. Yeah. Anyway, so then I was sitting at the shops the other day and I had this epiphany in my head about why, why do we shave our legs? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I can't understand shaving your vagina, right? I, get, I do get it to a point. I'm not a hairless person. I don't completely hairless because I think that I look like a child if I do that and as a sexual abuse victim, that just seems very odd to me and especially now I have a daughter, even weirder. But why are we shaving our legs as well? I do find that there's more comfort if I shave in that area certain spots. It stops it from getting itchy. Which area, Nix? My bikini line and my flaps. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Is that enough for you? Mm-hmm. They're called labia. The labia. The labia. Yeah. yeah. There is certain comfort in shaving some of your hair off some of the time, right? Mm. But I think you put it better than me. But there's this weird idea that, like, who else doesn't have hairy legs? Who else doesn't? Well. Children don't. Children don't, yes. So my thing was, I was like, okay, why? So um, who are you more likely to receive criticism from for having hairy legs, from men or from women? Men. From men? Both. Who's who? Yeah, girls are more upset with my hairy bits than boys are. Ooh. I've had more comments from family members and friends about my hairy parts than anyone else. Yeah. 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 Than men. Yeah. Yeah. They don't I don't care. really. Think I don't think they care. I've heard. Much. I've heard. I can't count the number of women in our. Social circles, family circles, and extended circles that have been disgusted by your body hair. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Never men. Never, I've never heard anything. I've seen men be disgusted in the topic of, of hairy hair. women, but I've never, but none of them have said anything to you. No. May, I, and I don't know if that's just because I was present. Maybe they're not ballsy enough. I don't know. But anyway. I would say that, like, um, cosmetic norms Mm -hmm. are... um, Created by women. Well, are enforced by other women. I think other women enforce, like, beauty aesthetics on other women more than men do. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, why? Why would it be so important for women to make life harder for themselves by shaving all their hair off especially in the warm months <laughs> yes to limit either the types of clothing that they wear yeah when it's warm or 
increase the regularity in which they keep themselves hairless. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And if you go back to and avoid you go, criticism, stop thinking, but why to avoid the criticism? What is the criticism there for? It's a why competition. is the criticism there for? And why is it a competition? And because against other women. Because we're animals. And animals, like lions, roll in elephant shit to attract, lionesses roll in elephant shit when they want to attract a, a male lion. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, something about that act is appealing to a male lion. Mm. So women enforce hairlessness upon other women because, well, I but guess... Who was the first woman to shave, well, right? And then that hairy woman over there was like, what women? I need to shave to compete. Before women started making themselves hairless, yeah. Who was hairless before women started intentionally shaving themselves? Children were hairless. Children were hairless. And how rife was child and exploitation so why, back then? Why would women think that they need to compete with because, underdeveloped females? Because there are a lot of predators out there. <laughs> because it turns out if I want a man's attention, I need to look more like a child. Yes. It's bizarre. And I bet that started whoof, all the way back there. Uh-huh. Whack when they were child but brides. What I'm saying is is also that this isn't like people want to go this like, oh, it's the patriarchy and like they set Fuck this the standard and whatever. So Fucking it matriarchy, is, mate. <laughs> it's the, 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 the simple answer is yeah. women have to, sh- don't have to, but women feel like they have to and yes. will shame each other into shaving each other, uh, shaving their legs because it's, everyone's fault it's men's fault yeah but men don't know why no they don't they're not smart enough men don't know why they were more attracted to 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 girls that are too young for them Mm -hmm. and women didn't either but they just knew that they were Mm -hmm. and so like unconsciously started competing yeah with young girls that's why i shaved my legs as a teenager now we also have a saying that we like to bandy around and that saying is that and I'm going to sound so beta male right oh, now. I love it. But Get women it. raise men to hand them over to other women to, to carry on raising them. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be like, okay, why? Like, like attraction, sexual, physical attraction is, co- it, it it's just hormonal. happens. It's hormonal. So men weren't like, hmm, older or younger, which one do I want? <laughs> no, they, they just, just went for whichever. Yes. They- but. The uh, this, Does that mean this, the women were competing I, with children back in the hundreds of yes, years ago? They were yeah. competing with the children to seem more appealing to the men. Well, Ugh. what would have happened? This is my assumption. What would have happened is that this. older women, mature women, yeah. or like developed women would have noticed that the younger ones Got without them. the hair, the guys are looking at them. They're not looking at me. They're looking at that. So if I look more like that. If I roll an elephant shit, the lion will notice me. Yeah. And so shave women shaving their legs is a form of rolling an elephant shit. They're interested in that. If I emulate that, yeah. I will get their interest. But there's an even bigger question that you have to ask is yes. why would men be naturally attracted? So now to hairlessness. It's, it's a bit more convoluted you've now. Been conditioned into because it we've now. been conditioned into looking at a 50-year-old woman who's completely hairless. Or a fifty-year-old woman that, that is, is hairly, got hair, hair, 
And, you know, like... In it, your head, you'll go, I'll take the hairless one. It hasn't become about youth. It's 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 it's, it's, the it's become more complex than that. But if you if you if you walk back through that co- corridor and go back to it, and you're like, why would it have started to get the same attention that other hairless women were getting? And before people made themselves intentionally hairless, those women were young women, prepubescent women. Yes, and I, this is the bit which that is I, still a problem. This is the fact that I don't have. This is also just hypothesis. But the, my hypothesis is is that um, the intellectual development. And the life development or even maybe in terms of like the development of assumed level of responsibility Mm -hmm. between men and women way back then was women had to grow up and they still do now have to grow up faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, in and because of that, because of the fact that there wasn't um, reliable birth control until what the seventies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one, Chris. Because of that, don't interrupt me. Sorry, stay with me. I am. Stay with me. I am. I'm trying to get there. Mm-hmm. I have ADD, and if you go, I go. Sorry. All right. Something to do with the fact that most men. Back then and still now, because we have uh, we have positively reinforced this hair, hairless is more yeah. attractive. But I think most men are attracted to the age that they are mentally. At. Yes, you might be thirty years old, but you're attracted to a fifteen year old girl. Because you have a 15-year-old man's brain. Yeah, because you're not finished developing yet. Yeah. Which is when they get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually think that, like, obviously there are the outliers, like people born with, like, like, pedophilia or whatever. Like, pedophilia is just basically a broken part in your brain that, for whatever reason, at a certain certain age, locks on to a, a certain age of affection and it they just get gets stuck there, yeah. you know, like, so, uh, anyway, I don't want to go into that into too it. much, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that we came up with that theory all over a bun bowl. Yeah. One afternoon. Yeah. On a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, at, so <laughs> in, in 2020, mm-hmm. in 2020, women feel the uh, feel pressure or not pressure or however you want to mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. it to be hairless mm-hmm. to compete with all women. Yes. But I believe that that is something that originated from women competing with children. Children all the way back when. Yeah. I agree. I would really like to actually look into that more. Mm. I think that's my job this week that's so that theory. next Monday we can have a look into that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Does anyone have any like does anyone know any histories about that? I'm sure someone does. <laughs> Chris says, so in a way, women started pedophilia. Kind of. No, they man. didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they women didn't. didn't start pedophilia. They just noticed that it occurred and then they um, integrated it yeah. into their own behavior. Mm, look, you know, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Look, uh, we can blame Gillette for forcing women to shave. Yeah, that, that too. I used to be all shaving until like a few months ago, not interested in impressing anyone anymore. Well, don't do it to impress anyone. Just do it because it's tidy. It's like grey hair on women as opposed to men. Yeah, that's right. Same thing. Women are far more critical. Mm -hmm. That's right. Women have been far more critical of me than men ever. Mm -hmm. And some people could argue, that's because you're pretty, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah. Look, there are plenty of men and women out there that are massive cunts. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And there are men on this world that will that will try and bring you down for the way you look. But I guarantee you, ladies, nobody has made you feel worse about the way you look more than other women. I promise you that. Oh, I promise. I swear. Mm. And also, on the other side of the coin, no one has made me feel less of a man than, than other, other men. men. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's a weird little thing. Yeah, and like if you're on the internet... As a woman and you post anything that disagrees with any woman, they will drag you to the bottom of that ocean. They'll sit on you with a rock on their lap and drown with you. <laughs> hey, fuck. Mm-hmm. I, like, I will take you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the conversation. Me too, man. We just like looking into stuff because that's just a theory that I came up with when well, we both came up with while we were sitting there eating lunch one afternoon mm-hmm. at the shops because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. Yeah. How dare they? Well, because I was just like, hey, yeah, but why? Why did that start? Why would that have started? And I can't think of any other I reason then to look like young women. Yeah, because when people, when, like, when you see a lady with it all shaved off, you're like, doesn't look right mm-hmm. to me personally. Yeah. Anyone who has a daughter is. So, I'm like, if you're in your 40s, We'll say 40s. Yeah, let's say 40s. I reckon 40s is a decent amount of time to develop. If you're in your 40s and you're in a relationship, if you're a, if, if you are a feminine person in a relationship with a masculine person and you're both in your 40s and that masculine person would prefer you to be hairless because they find that more attractive, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, if someone's telling you to shave your hair, like that's the thing. We know people who told their partners when they came over from the other side of the planet that people here wax all off women. all their hair. All, all women, women are do completely it. hairless. All women are completely hairless here, so you have to. Mm. So she did. Mm-hmm. And then we were, we were like, what? what? I was like, look at my armpits. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Not everyone does that here. But women from other countries think that that's what happens here mm-hmm. because they get told that. Mm-hmm. I know more. Th- and they sh- even their arms, they wax their arms. Like not armpits, arms. Mm-hmm. Because they need to be hairless. And let me tell you, boys, whether there's oh, hair no. on the body or not, the fucking is just as good. All right. Bang. The fucking is good. Not me. Sometimes not you're me. hairy, sometimes you're not hairy, but the fucking is the same. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes better. Mm-hmm. Hairy the better. I may talk about feelings, but I'll fuck my wife. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Nanny and Mum. Yeah. We're sorry to our parents. Yeah. But we do have three kids. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do is... We don't always fuck. Sometimes we make love. Is that what that is? Sometimes we just have sex. Um, yeah, sorry, just get the job done. Yeah. Just got to get There's the less done. of that. Get, get the, the job, job done. done. Yeah. <sighs> That's beautiful. Who wants a card reading? Put your hearts in. Is it time? Holy shit, man! It's been a big episode. Been looking forward to doing card reading today. I'm sweaty. I'm jittery. I'm. I'm All right. You know what that means. If you would like a card reading, please put your heart emojis into the chat. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your audio podcast, or perhaps watching the replay of this episode on YouTube. Uh, We will also have a card reading specifically for you. So please stick around to the end of the video. We got you covered as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So don't feel left out. Don't get upset. Just because you're not here doesn't mean you're not here. All right. You're Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. Everyone's liked. They liked that. That is so true. I'm assuming that's what they meant. The fucking. Ah.
Yeah. Still good. Yeah. Blah. Blah, blah. His wife's hot and he said fuck. Blah. Oh, you got front Coco today. There's a lady oh, that I've been watching now. on TikTok. And she uses, she's she's this lovely little Asian lady and she puts on a, an accent. Mm-hmm. And then she just holds a little microphone up to her voice and she's like, oh, today we have Coco. Oh, yeah. yeah she's so funny. Damie Lou used to do those. Remember Damie? Yeah, she did. Mm. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if she does, still does that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good day, Stan. Look at you guys. Go. I'm doing Red Wolf first. Okay. All right, Red Wolf. I think this card speaks to you very well. I know you've had a bit of a rough week. So your card, your soul wants you to know that the weight of the world is on your shoulders and it is not yours to carry at the moment. You've got to let it go. Did we get that again? Yeah. Yeah. Of course we do. Um, yeah. So it's not yours to carry even though it feels heavy. All right. And then your action card for that is Forge, Don't Follow. It ain't heavy. It's PMDD. So this card is about being the leader you wish you had. So kind of what we're Sean and I were talking about earlier in the episode to do with your medications and stuff. What next? Like, what are you going to, where are you going to lead yourself to, to improve, even though you're in this situation that you can't change, how are you going to improve on that? Like, what are you going to do? There's got to be something, something that brings you joy that you can do that changes that shit up because we just want you to be happy or at least just content. Mm. Happiness is not constant. Happiness is not always on the menu. I So in the other part of my cycle when I'm feeling, um, I, I am like on, I am like so confident i'm pretty i'm in the world i'm socializing i'm just on i'm just good and when i'm like that i experience so much existential joy for everyone mm. and that's You're what i want in a way better mood doing this than you were not doing it this yes. podcast right now yeah i've cried heaps less than i thought i would yeah yeah. Thank you, podcast. Mm. That's just thank you, you guys. Call in your tribe. Yeah, because it's like, it's that thing, right? So I was crying before I came on here. I was crying at the table. I was crying at the bed. I was crying in the shower. I was crying. Might cry a bit later. Might cry later, mm. right? And then I come on here where you guys are waiting for me to come and talk. And so I come here and talk and then at first, no longer my world doesn't feel so dark and closed in because I'm like, there's other people out there who are just trying to do the same shit me. Shit me. Mm-hmm. Same shit, me. Same shit, me. Same shit as me. That's not fair. Yeah, not fair. All right, who's up next? Carl Linton. Oh, Kyle, your card came flying. Wow. Out. So aggressive with your card, Kyle. Oh, this card very rarely comes up. But it came rocketing out. It actually did, so I'm going with that. I don't think I've seen that one before. Well, it never comes up. Mm. I very... But this is good. I think it's feeling neglected. First, it's self out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. Okay, your soul wants you to know that right now you are the messenger. You are trying to bring harmony and balance. However, I feel like that harmony and balance you're trying to bring to everyone else is at the detriment of yourself. Your action card for that is cracked open. So in order for you to actually find harmony and balance with yourself, you have to be aware that you are cracked open. You are at rock bottom right now and you need to surrender to that and accept. 
get back to me, Kyle. I'll keep my eye on the comments. But permission to speak freely? <laughs> Would do you grant me permission to speak freely? Oh, what are you going to say? Yeah. All right. Well, we shall wait. Mm-hmm. While I while you, we wait, I'll show shuffle for the next mm-hmm. Samuel. Samuel McIver. Okay. Then we got Brandon. And then, and then uh, one for Coco. Also, we got Chris Bistroken. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I did read Chris Bistroken. Cager. <laughs> I never really read that properly. Uh, he's from the um, fuck, Creative, Creative Noise. Creative Noise. Creative Podcast. Noise. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I always think Porch Trapping because that's what their show's called. Look Porch Trapping. Porch. Oh, uh, yeah. Their page is called Creative Noise. Go yeah. follow them. They do podcasts. It's great. Yeah. Last week. It is actually. The other day they had a guest. Their show is the only show I watch on Facebook. It I don't watch is... anybody else's nope. shit except that. Me too. Yeah. You should be proud, Chris. Yeah. We actually don't watch anyone else's. Yeah. It's just you, man. Well, it's the only other place I've found on the internet that um, Have a... isn't super far right where um, people are uh, brave enough to say some of the shit we say. Yeah, that's and right. In, in that's fact, why we sometimes, like it. Sometimes they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's funny. It's good. And they had a guest last time I yeah, watched. Yeah. All right, Samuel. This is a good one. They're all good. All right, Samuel, you are not for everyone. Your soul wants you to know this, that you are not for everyone and you need to keep facing your true north. Look, I think there's lighting. If I do it over here. Yeah. Um, embrace your weirdness. Like, just do it. People want you to be weird. People don't like the same, same people. Mm-hmm. Be weird, man. We like it. And in order We're for you to do weird. that. We're all weird. We're all weird. Give me my fucking blazer and my Scooby-Doo's. I'm so wacky. Oh, I'm so wacky. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> your, action card oh. for, your action card for this one, Kyle, is the Seas of Mintaka. This card is about seeing potential. Uh, did I say Kyle or Samuel? Samuel. I did say Samuel. Good. I was like... I don't know if you said Samuel, but this is for Samuel. Samuel. Mm. Um, you're seeing potential and bringing unconsciousness to light. So that's those cards go together well because enable for you to embrace your weirdness. In order. Yeah, in order for you to bring... Did I say it wrong? Enable for you. Far out. See? PMDD. And yeah, this is one of the things. Mm. Scramble brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you've got to bring some sort of unconsciousness about yourself out and see the potential in your own weirdness to be able to like be like, oh, okay, I can let this out. Like, just see the potential. Flow with it. Just let it out. Little bit by little bit. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You seem to like it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Up next is Brandon Simmons. Brandon. Alrighty. Yes. Long time viewer, not first time harder. <laughs> Multiple time harder. Multiple time harder. Mm-hmm. Harder, harder. Harder, harder. Harder, harder. Harder, harder, harder. All right. Brandon, you got the great severing for your soul card. This card is all about conflict and anger. So perhaps you are struggling with some anger and conflict at the moment and you need to soften to it by softening to love of others perhaps, maybe? Not really sure. Um, big picture thinking you got for your action cards. So so in for order for you to soften to this situation that you might find yourself in, you need to think big. Think outside the box. Like 
come up with inspired ideas and for, for ways in which you to get over this ang anger or conflict that you're feeling. The anger and conflict might actually be within yourself about something that you're trying to do, might not necessarily be with other people. But, and that's why maybe it's got the big picture thinking and that's what makes me think it's more about yourself. So maybe you've got ideas and there's conflicts between those ideas. So explore that. Mm -hmm. Explore that, man. Explore it. What did Cherie say about, did she just do some digging? Uh, yeah, just about, um, she said, as the 20th century began, women didn't care if they had leg or underarm hair and it shows in the beauty guides, ads and fashion of the time, clothes were so, were so concealing that it was mm. rare to see bare legs or underarms. So removing hair there wasn't an issue before the 1910s. Uh, I don't know that word. Delipatories, Dilip they're like re hair removal creams. Okay. For those areas were used primarily by actresses or dancers <laughs> or for surgery. Can you imagine the types of creams they used back then? Like the cream now, I'm pretty sure smells pretty bad mm -hmm. and actually can cause some severe reactions. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine what they were using. That's mm. like petrol. So that's in the mainstream. But if you go, if you... Go more hundreds if, of years if, back. Well, uh, yeah, if you go back further, but also... Eve, like before that time, before before that sort of thing was prevalent in like mainstream fashion, you got to go back to like it's burlesque, prostitution, um, all mm -hmm. those sorts of things, secret societies or secret types of um, elite, congregations elite. of yeah. people where sexuality was displayed and put on show. Yeah, like Moulin the Rouge. Like, um, I think when I think about it, I think back to like the big fat sultans laying around with all their hairless ladies laying around. Them. Well, they weren't laying around with hairless ladies. They were laying around with, with hairless prepubescent children. children. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I have some interesting news. So that's what Kyle said because you were going to speak freely. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say I could speak freely? Go, go ahead. ahead. He said, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So earlier, Carl, we were talking about what an amazing natural, how you embody the the natural reliability of, of a fatherly hmm. figure. It's in your soul. It's in your DNA, right? And you do an exceptional job of looking after the people that you have decided are the people for you to look after. I would encourage you to look after yourself just as well. Mm -hmm. Be a father to yourself. Be, Be fatherly you to yourself. You that doesn't mean like rear, rear the, the, the <laughs> disciplinary <laughs> hand of a father to yourself. Because um, dis being disciplinary doesn't mean fatherly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, be the father you wish you had, man. Yeah. Be the father to yourself that you wish you had. Yeah. Please write that down, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Put it on the mirror. On the mirror. Put it on the mirror. All right, it is Coco's turn. No, did you do Brandon? Yes. You did. All right, but, Coco. But Brandon says there was one before Red Wolf that we missed. There wasn't. Brandon, what you doing? <laughs> he likes to come up in here. you like... Mm -hmm. Make me double check things yeah, that aren't right. there. That's okay. It's good. Mm -hmm. Someone's watching our backs. And if there was, it was too early. Not my problem. <laughs> I told you when to put the hearts in. You didn't play the in. game right. If you did it ages ago, then then you did Jokes it ages ago. Jokes on All right. That's what you get for trying to jump the queue. Okay. All right, Coco. Great name, by the way. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> ha. 
All right, Coco, you got weight of the world. This is your soul card. Weight of the world uh, is about boundaries for you. I think you uh, may... The first thing I say when I said boundaries, go with that. Um, The first thing that pops in your head, I mean. Uh, You you need to let that go. So create boundaries for yourself. Don't carry the the, the problems of other people because they're not yours to carry. Figure out where your boundaries are. Carry your own boundaries around. Um, But your action card for that is Star Ancestors. So this card is about looking a little deeper. So... Perhaps there's a reason that you don't have those boundaries set for yourself in the first time, in the first place, but there's a lot of lost wisdom that you have not found and you need to look a little deeper for that wisdom, which could be within meditating. I usually turn to meditating when this card comes up because it's asking you to look a little bit deeper. And perhaps if you if you were to meditate on boundaries for yourself, it might come up for you naturally. Mm-hmm hope that helped mm-hmm. might not be magic but it might be helpful that's right that's why we call this section it might not be magic we don't necessarily believe or disbelieve that there is anything magic involved with card readings and things like that but they're definitely interesting um and like many criticisms for horoscopes even the bible in fact we're going to fuck around with the bible at some point and we find i'm on the hunt for one i want a cool i want a cool bible <laughs> so in if you've my got life. one send it to us but essentially the reason that the bible is split up into all these like small chapters and verses and stuff is because you can go read it and go fuck that seems like exactly what i'm going through at the moment because like a counsellor. Also, before, earlier, I was also saying that Red Wolf, maybe you should see a counsellor, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you should get yourself, if you don't already have one, a deck of cards. If you don't have somebody in your life that's going to ask you deep questions that make you ask Mm -hmm. deeper questions of yourself, then pulling a random card out that has been intentionally, archetypically developed in a way that no matter how you read it, it's going to remind you of something to do with you. It's a really good idea. The other night, I got up at midnight... I was by myself. I was. I had been faced with a parental dilemma mm-hmm. that night and I was feeling distressed. Mm-hmm. So I went inside. I sat outside for a bit and then I came inside and I thought randomly, I was like, draw a card. So yeah. I drew a card and it was the boundaries card, the weight of the world, it is not yours to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just made me go, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. I yeah. forgot I don't need to panic as much as I was because I was so wound up in my own little world yes. about it. Because life is, we exist in a dual existence. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by dual duality. We're stuck in a dualist physical realm, mm-hmm. which means that everything contradicts itself. And so sometimes the most complex feelings require the most basic and straightforward questions. Yeah. Really basic questions. Real basic. Yeah. I've got Chris's card reading Go. right here. <laughs> hey, Chris, I think you're on here. It doesn't say... Look, Chris. I wish it said Fl- Flamingo Brothers. I know, I do too. All right, Chris. Not many people get this card first up the fir- for the soul card. So, Tosh got this one yesterday. You got Star Brothers. This card is about protection, loyalty, safety, trust in yourself and your people, the people around you. That's what I meant when I say you people people around you your friends your family <laughs> but this yeah this card is all about protection loyalty safety and trust in yourself and those around you you, you were so white then i know i'm so, so white. white i love that i'm so white yeah. i wish that cardi b could see me listening to wap 
in the shower. Mm-hmm. I wish she could see that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, your action card for that is surrender. Fall into my arms. Not mine, Sean's. But this card is about just sur- holding the opposite. So being aware that there are two, like Sean was just saying, con- there's contradictions. There's no truth anywhere. Like one thing. Oh, yeah, this too. Oh, no, 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 wait. Oh, no, it's all true. And it's really frustrating, right? Just fall into it. Be like, all right, I don't know. I really don't know. Fall into the opposites. Fall into the extremes of life. Surrender is really important for you right now, which might be something to do with this. Are you not surrendering to yourself enough? Hmm. Might not be bad, chick. Hmm. All right, Stan. That could be helpful. Natsuki Namasteski. I was going to message you. I forgot to message you last night, Stan, because I was like going to try and organise us to catch up on maybe the weekend. Uh-huh. Well, because it's our wedding anniversary soon and we want to organise a catch up with our friends and a picnic. Because mm. mm. mm-hmm. we're like, we're not going to get remarried. That's dumb. So. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, um, yes, I will get and be in contact. You can all come, but you have to get here, and it's really far away. Imagine if that we could do that one day. We could just take our phone and and invite them. Oh my god, that's alright. I think we could live stream the whole picnic. Come on a picnic with us. Everyone will pop in every now and then. Hello, Mm -hmm. that's a sick idea. Mm. All right. At the spot we got married. At the spot we got married, when marriage meant nothing. Under the willow tree. (laughs) Under the willow tree. No, yeah, no. The marriage, the marriage meant. Please make this work. <laughs> Shit. I hope now this does it. Wow, I hope this works. Do you reckon we'd be together still if we weren't married? But just had kids? Does know. marriage Maybe actually Maybe we wouldn't have had kids if we didn't get married. Maybe no, we, we wouldn't would've. have done it. It wouldn't have bothered me. I already had one without marriage. Yeah, I know, but I had I had to I had to get married to realise how little it meant to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I had to get married to realise how much it, little it meant to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stan. You got perspective card. Zoom out, find common ground. Nothing really. <sighs> find none of this matters. And I think you, of all people, know this a lot. Yeah, Metallica syndrome. Yep. Zoom out, gain some sp- 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 perspective. Mm, perspective. Um, sometimes we get stuck in our own little worlds too much and it can seem consuming and overwhelming and we're like, oh, my God, I forgot that there's goodness out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe it happens Some, to you too. Sometimes it makes you try to start a P word with an S. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so find common ground with yourself. You don't have PMS, you got SMS. You got SMS. Yeah. And your action card for that, like others in tonight's readings, is Star Brothers. This oh. card is about loyalty, safety, and trust in yourself you and have, being uh, your own bestie. So okay. perhaps you're upgrading here right now. Like sometimes when you need to gain some perspective, you might be on a plateau. I find myself when I'm trying to zoom out of my life i'm in a weird transition period of my life where everything's just gliding and flowing along and i'm not really participating flow state kind of in the flow who knows man i could be rambling shit i don't really know oh yeah yeah also look we think we're right but we might not be (laughs) i might change so someone on my instagram who doesn't know well didn't know about my about this recently started listening to our podcast from number one mm-hmm. and she's watched 
Jesus listened to two now. And I was like, I don't even know what I said back then. Mm. What whether possibly? I'd even agree with it. Yeah, whether we, it was back in when the COVID began, she started listening. And I was like, I would be really interested to see the story arc mm-hmm. in that because mm-hmm. it's 110 episodes. Shit. Yeah. What yeah. would the story arc be like? I don't know. Well, they also didn't start at the very beginning. No, but you don't want them to. Yeah. It's too far In fact, back. I don't know where they are. Where you would find that. Probably on the Projector Twin Facebook page if you want to watch the very first one. Mm-hmm. All right, Harold. How are you, Harold? How are you going? Harold sent me a very nice message yesterday. Did he? Yeah. I get lots of nice messages from a lot of them. Actually, I think it was a comment, but it was very nice. It was a very nice comment. Yeah, and I hadn't heard from him for a little bit, so it was nice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for pumping up our boat. Mm. Thanks for pumping up my boat. All right. Harold. That's pumped. You got a bit of a change of pace over here, man. I haven't had this card for a while. Mm. All right. this Your soul wants you to know that currently... You got the new earth. This card is quite obviously symbolic. Look at it. It's beautiful. Uh, It's happening. Keep holding the vision. So whatever you're working on, whatever you're like projecting out into your future that you're like, I just want that. If I can just get that, keep holding that. Don't freak yourself out over that because it's not going to go away as long as you hold the vision. And your action card for that is child of the cosmos the intelligence of the universe lies within you this card is all about trusting yourself and your own intuition on this so please make sure that you trust what you've got in your vision because it's really important for you okay okay is anyone else (sighs) i think you're back michael reynolds you've been meditating more good job brandon Oh, Michael Reynolds. He got double heart. <laughs> so, I got to teach myself to drive. Huh. Teach myself to fish. Yes. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Be the leader you're waiting Give for. Give yourself a hug, man. Like, hug me, Flamingo Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Flamingo? Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Oh, my God. Imagine if we Anytime. could go there and hug them. We're going day. there. I've been to Philadelphia before. I fucking love that place. Yeah, We're I've going been there. there. I've heard about the Philly subs. I Ah, oh, Philly cheesesteaks. Cheese Holy shit. Oh, man. Actually, it's going to be real dangerous. We're not going to be allowed America. to go there I'm going to get so fat in America if you I ever go so back there. got so fat last time. I know. It took years. But. You came back 15 kilos heavier in like. I had like 25 years of reading American comics and seeing food that isn't here to like get out of my system. You know, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's fair. I understand. I understand, all right. What are you doing with the rest of your day? Um, I've got to do my taxes. I really have to. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. That means I've got to go and like, because <laughs> like, I do terrible accounting, so I've got to go through all of these receipts that are all faded and like check the dates on them. And it's it actually, if I was hmm. just two percent more organised, just two percent more organised, each year my taxes would take me about twenty-five minutes. How long are they going to take you now? A couple hours. Maybe I'll go do something else. <laughs> I'll go cry down at the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Something. I also got shirts to design. We well, don't need to now. Oh, no, those I shirts. Do. Those yeah. are different shirts. Yeah, yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
actually. I will be working on this on <gasps> November 29, Australian Central Standard Time. I will be doing with a full band live from a professional studio, Louder Guitar Studios up in Mount Barker. We'll be playing with a full band, my entire first album, Earth to World, in entirety. Sounds Are you fucking nervous? awesome. No, I'm not. I'm Are you excited. so excited? I'm I guess it's excited. No... Yeah. I want people to see it. It sounds. We've only gotten together <gasps> twice. It sounds so good. It sounds so good. Oh, man. Not as good as good. Kyle's new job. Not as good as Kyle's new job. What's Kyle's new job? He got a new job. Oh. Sweet. Congratulations. What is it? What are you doing? Because hmm. it was airplane things? Yeah. Before? Like me- air, air, like mechanical air, things. Air, air, air mechanical-y thingies. Mm. All right. <laughs> I should probably just do Michael's card reading. Heli chopneys and such. All right, Michael. Your soul wants you to know that you got the inner earth card. You will survive this. New beginnings and new solutions are coming for you because your action card for this is cracked open, rock bottom, surrender to the alchemy of life. So rock bottom, see, look, rock bottom isn't always a bad place and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the only rock bottom. We have many rock bottoms. There's actually a chain of, of um, <laughs> like <laughs> motorcycle style restaurants in the Middle East and mm-hmm. in Bahrain, called Oman called rock bottom. They're our popular place. But they're rock bottom, right? At the end of a night there, you definitely reach rock bottom. Yeah. That's where I learned how to be an alcoholic. <laughs> Drinking these, they have a drink there called Bullfrogs. Yeah, they're bright right. blue. There's like eight shots or something in there and they've got Red Bull in them and they're That's blue good. It's somehow. a heart attack. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Enough of those, you'll cheat on your fiance. Wife and fiance. Mm-hmm. wonder who did that. I don't know. Another life. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was during the period of time where I wasn't allowed to drink, but you were. Mm. Mm. It's funny when people tell you not to do the things they're doing. I wonder why. What motivates that? that? Yeah, I wonder. Surely only the best of intentions. (laughs) Only the best of intentions. Yeah. God, you're a little shit. (laughs) Okay. So I don't remember if I went through this very much, but it's been a long, long episode. So rock bottom isn't always bad. Rock bottom is good. Rock bottom means that you've got nowhere else left to go but up. All right. You've already drowned. You're sitting on the bottom and now you just got to swim back up to the top Mm -hmm. and greet everyone. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, guys, I'm here. I was really, I was getting really a bit scared down there. It's very dark and it's a bit cold and I felt really lonely, but I've come back up. Smells a bit like piss. I've survived. I made it. Mm-hmm. New solutions, new beginnings. I'm good. Don't oh, worry. Look, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, look. <laughs> Poor Leo. Now you need to do a card reading mm. for those that are not with us in space time. For those in the past. Yes. For those for those with us in the future. And past. And past. No. Present. Pre- no. Only in the f- our future. They're present. You're watching this right now and you're like, man, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time every Monday on Facebook.com forward slash Hey Dimu. I can't do it. I'm always missing out on this shit. No, you're not. Because time is all happening at at the same time, past, present and future. 
So right now, now, we're going to do a reading for you. This is a three-card <laughs> reading. The first card is where you've come from. The second card is where you are. The third card is where you're going. The range of time that that constitutes is totally your decision. Yeah, we ain't your boss. Or is it your decision? I ain't your boss. All right. Where we were. We were empathetic starseeds before. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, energetic sovereignty. What's sovereignty? Sovereignty. sovereignty well, like, nah, I think sovereignty is kind of like, like, I think it's similar to patriotism, being patriotic, sovereign. Mm, so you're absorbing what's not yours. Together. Which we do. Mm-hmm. We absorb the ideas and the beliefs of others, forgetting who we are. Yeah. And then we have to reassess. Does sovereignty just mean like unity? I don't know. Everybody, I re- apologize for what your phones are about to do. Hey, Suri. What does sovereignty mean? Supreme power and authority. Supreme power and authority. Oh, okay. So, Energet, you think that you are, you think you need to be absorbing everything to fix everyone else. You mm-hmm. think you need, you, you're like, no, I can do this, but it's like, no, you're absorbing what's not yours and that's not good for you. So, national sovereignty is kind of a dick move. Yeah. Like, if you're like, if, we, if, we, if we've got sovereignty in our nation, it means that you're saying that our nation is more powerful mm-hmm. and has more control mm-hmm. over everything else. Yeah. So I, don't then, think, I don't think I want to be sovereign. Nah. Because not everybody in this country is decent. Nah. Not. Not everybody or are they? anywhere is decent. No. You I'm can't not. actually have sovereignty. Because there's always a there's always someone's a hole That's in the right. bucket. So you're probably a narcissist. Yeah. I was listening to a thing about narcissists yesterday with Brené Brown, and she was like, "There's a misconception about narcissists that narcissists love themselves, but narcissists hate themselves." And I was like, "Yes, they do." Yeah. She's like, "There's the the there's a re- the reason that they treat people that way is because they hate themselves. It's got nothing to do with that they hate you." Mm. <laughs> Sam. Anyway, where we are, the card reading back to that Mm -hmm. karmic relationships polarity soul growth and conflict so in polarity we're like exploring and finding the middle ground which Mm -hmm. we discover there is no middle Mm -hmm. we just find some sort of ground and then we stand on it and assess all the options Mm -hmm. Um, which can cause conflict which can result in growth if we can respond rather than react yeah if you're trying conflict. if you're trying to bring polarity into your being, you're trying to explore things that you believe are very sometimes the exact opposite of what you think you are. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um anyway, let's move on. Where we're going. Where we're going. Forge, do not follow. Pave a new path. Be the lish- weed it bit bit. Be the leader you I am wish from you had. the Sims. Be the leader you wish you had. Yeah. Which is quite straightforward. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. this is the problem. That's for all of us. That's for all of us. Mm-hmm. Be the leader you wish you had. Don't take that in as... You're on your own, kid. I, I need the boss me to come in and kick the sad me up the butt. Being an effective leader is not just about getting people who you lead to do what you want. Being an effective leader is also knowing when are the right times to ask things of the people you lead yes yeah yes it is yeah being a good leader is actually communicating with your team a good leader knows knows the 
I don't know, the ebbs and flows of those that they lead because they... Do you it, know who does that? It's not, effect, it's not effective to lead... It's not effective to ask somebody to do a task they're not up to because you're not going to get the result you're asking them for. Well done. Yeah. Timed that out with the music. Good. Check it out. That's why I stayed silent. <laughs> so we are done. We are done. Thanks for letting me cry. That's another episode. Thanks a for letting me ramble. Special thank you to our patron people, Jim Plummer, Jesse Nuss, Carl J. Lindholm, T.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.S.
happens. It does. I was genuinely surprised. It's time to go. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel better. Thanks for making me feel better. Happy to help. Thank you for being here. This is nothing. This 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 is, is it, nothing. It's not a community without community. So thank you for the community. We love you all. We'll see you guys on Monday. But we will also see you every day in some capacity between now and then on Instagram. I'm at Projected Twin. She is now at Antonika Muscaria. M U S C A R I A. Which is actually a mushroom, by the way. Amanita <laughs> Muscaria. <laughs> 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 Don't be a jerk. Change your mind. Change your mind.